You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Multiply Grace is the title of this devotion, which is a statement that you'll find in 2 Peter chapter 1, and I would like to read there with you the first three verses, please. Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of God and and Savior Jesus Christ. By the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, we have obtained the same faith that you see in Peter and John and Paul and all the others in the Scripture. And then he says this, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. Oh, what a phenomenal revelation the Apostle Peter lived in. And here you have a simple fisherman speaking with such heavenly language that no man could have uttered or understood or bring into being to us if it were not by that virtue and that life, that glory and virtue by which he was called. The spirit by which Peter spoke is the spirit of the Lord. That peace and grace are multiplied through the knowledge of God the Father and the Lord Jesus. In other words, would you like to experience more peace and more grace then get to know your Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ our Lord better. Because as you get to know your Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, His peace and grace will flow through you like a river that never ceases to be sufficient in whatever you face in this life. No matter if you're surrounded by the greatest troubles or the greatest emptiness, or the greatest loneliness, or if you're surrounded by the greatest opposition or rejection, the most painful rejection, or the most unbearable pain of the loss of a loved one, something you just cannot bear. By any means can you bear it. And yet, this peace that surpasses all understanding is able to guard your heart and mind and keep you stable and keep you steady. And this grace by which you're enabled and equipped with every gift and every ability and every talent and every goodness will never cease to be sufficient, more than sufficient, more than sufficient. Where is it that you lack peace? Where is it that you lack the ability to cope, the ability to answer the demands placed upon you, fair or unfair? Many times demands placed upon us that seem so unfair and we would like to shake the person that is maybe the instrument of the demand. But we need to look beyond the person to the Heavenly Father who will always provide sufficient grace 
and cause that grace to multiply so that we live out of the overflow. How do I get it, Pastor? I need more of that peace and grace. I, I need so much more. I, I feel often that I'm on the bare bone of my nature, that I can barely barely behave like a Christian. I feel so on the edge. I, I, get, I suffer with pains of loneliness, pains of anger, pains of, of, of throwing back at people that make me feel incompetent or feel me exposed that I can't bear it. And I'm, and I don't want to live this way. What do I do? What do I do? Your Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, they're right here with you this moment while I'm speaking to you. And they're coming to your very nature by, His, by the Holy Spirit. And as you get to know your Heavenly Father more and Jesus Christ, you will see that peace and grace multiply in your life. Oh, I love scriptures like this. 1 John chapter 5, okay? 1 John chapter 5. Listen to this, verse 20. We know, we know, thank God for the things we know, that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true. In his son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. Another, the living Bible says it this way. We know that Christ, God's son, has come to help us understand and find the only true God. And now we are in God because we are in Jesus Christ, his son, who is the only true God and he is eternal life. As you come to know the Father better, you'll know Jesus. As you know Jesus better, you know the Father. Jesus said in John 14, you know what it says in verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Then in verse 7, he says, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on you know him and have seen him. Or do you not know that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? If you do not believe what I'm saying, then believe because of the works I do. For the works I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the same works that I do, you will do also in greater ones than these because I go to the Father. And oh, you could just go on and on. The words in John 14 are just absolutely glorious and heavenly full of the divine virtue to be able to fuel our innermost being with the consciousness of the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, one more scripture here. John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 18. Oh, how I love this verse. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who's in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. He has brought Him out where He can be seen in Him. Wow. Jesus came forth out of the intimate presence of the Father to unveil, reveal, and declare Him in Himself. In all that Jesus is, says, and does, He shows that He is God. Read Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. So listen to this for a moment in closing. And I love this part of the scripture, and I'm sure you've heard me talk about it at times. It's Exodus chapter 33. 
Moses is on the mountain. He is interceding before God because Israel had made a golden calf and worshipped it. And Moses is before the Lord interceding for the Lord not to deal with them after their sins, but after his own namesake, that he would forgive them for his own namesake, that he would be with them for his own namesake. What does it mean for his namesake? He promised Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So because he promised he would do it for his namesake to fulfill his promise, to do what he said. He has spoken it, he will do it. He has said it, he will bring it to pass. That he would do it for his own namesake so that the Egyptians who saw the Lord by his mighty hand deliver his people out of Egypt, out of bondage, would not have the wrong opinion about God by thinking he brought them out to destroy them in the wilderness. No, but that he, they would see God's goodness to those who believe in him, that he brought them out to bring them into the land he had promised to give them in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob for his own namesake. Do you see it? So Moses is before the Lord and he's standing upon this holy ground for your namesake, for your namesake, for your namesake, for your namesake. Oh my goodness, friends, you can pray that way for your life. You could pray that way for your loved ones. You could pray that way today, Father, for your own namesake. Glorify yourself in me. Multiply your peace and grace in my home. Multiply your peace and grace in our in our bodies, Lord, where sickness has come to ravage and come to destroy. Multiply your peace and grace by bringing healing and restoration for your namesake, Father, that your name may be hallowed, that by your stripes will be healed, that by your name that you are the Lord that heals us, by your name, Jesus, that whatever we ask in your name, you will do it for your namesake. Thank Thank you for healing. Thank you for restoring. Thank you for bringing us through. Oh, my dear friends, I sit before you for the name of the Lord's sake, not because I'm better than any man. And I know it with all my heart that all that empowers and enables me to share with you today is the Lord Jesus in his mercy and grace to want to touch you using a simple vessel like myself. And you are also a similar vessel for glory and honor and praise to his name. So Moses is before the Lord, interceding for his namesake. And then he says to the Lord in verse 12 of Exodus 33, And Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up this people, but you've not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name. And you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, not if as in that he wondered, but he said, in other words, because I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. Consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. 
And then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Wow. Wow. And the rest is also so amazing. So let me just close with these thoughts. You have found grace in God's sight through Jesus Christ. And that grace wants to so be made manifest as multiplying in your life. In that you may know the Lord with you. That you may live in that calming rest of his presence and stop oh this pain of the human nature lord what do you want lord how will you do it who where am i supposed to be what am i supposed to be and you never feel you've arrived you're not settled you say lord if you are truly my salvation i don't feel it lord if i have eternal life i don't see it that's that unrest no, this grace I'm talking to you about will multiply in you that you know you have found grace in your sight and that you know his way. You know, my father loves me and has given Jesus as the way. Jesus is the way. I live in the way and the way lives in me. And I live in the calming rest of his presence because I know he will never leave me. He will be with me forever. And this is what separates me from anybody else on the earth in that the Lord is with me. Oh, my friends, this is how the grace multiplies. And I feel that multiplying grace for you today that you will know his way. You will know the Lord guiding you. You will know the Lord showing you his loving presence and bringing you into that calming rest of his blessed presence, no matter what agitated you before, no matter what caused you to feel want and lack and need and emptiness and loneliness and fear. Now you have this calming rest, this wonderful peace that surpasses all understanding, guarding your hearts and minds. Now you live in that wonderful, loving presence of your loving Heavenly Father. This is grace multiplying. This is grace multiplying. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands for a moment. This is grace multiplying. It's multiplying in you right now. It's abounding with every good gift and spiritual blessing through Jesus Christ, who will never fail to be there for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good day.